Hi, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Thanks for being here. Um, in today's podcast episode, I'm going to chat to you about your roadmap to well-being, avoiding seven all too common mistakes that I have done myself time and time again, and that really held me back for many years to becoming fit and healthy. And the same common mistakes now I see in a lot of people getting started on a fitness program. Um, before we get stuck in, I'm glad I just went and hit record. I mean, I've been faffing around for the past 10 minutes because my perfectionist tendencies were coming back in again. I didn't want to hit record because I was afraid of doing a bad job. So I've been messing around with wires, (laughs) going to get a cup of tea, making sure everything was perfectly placed in front of me. And I think I was like, cleaning my MacBook when I just realized what I was doing. I'm like, Jessica, you're avoiding doing what needs to be done again because you're afraid of doing a bad job. Are, are you like that a little bit? Do, do you faff around before a workout or before you have to go and do something? Um, I, you know, I must say it's it's really cool being in this new awareness phase and actually being able to be aware of my behaviors and habits and what I'm kind of putting off and why I'm putting off. So it's it's nice to be here with you guys. And I'm glad I just pressed and hit record um, because all I can do is my best and I can't do anything else. And I know I'm learning as I go and I'm learning to improve my episodes as I go and be a better podcaster as I go. I can only learn on the job. I know what I can do really well, and that's I can help women over 40 get fit, feel great and find their inner peace and calm. I know I can do that. And if you're listening to this right now and you are struggling, you're struggling to get fit or maybe you're feeling bad, you're sluggish, you're tired, you feel like a shadow of your former self. Maybe you don't think you're ever going to be able to get healthy. Well, I know I can help you. And in today's podcast episode, I'm going to really clearly outline the seven most common mistakes that I believe are holding you back and that held me back for years. I was stuck in a cycle of weight gain and weight loss for over 20 years, over 20 years over 20 years of panic attacks, of masses of anxiety, of people pleasing, of stress, of putting everybody else's needs in front of my own, of having no boundaries, of having massively negative self-talk. And it's only now that I can look back and see really clearly what was getting in my way and why it took me so long to get here. And one of my goals is to help you become fit and healthy quicker than I did. And if it's taking you just as long as it took me, I want to help you put an end to the cycle that you might feel like you're going around in the circle. Is there anything worse than feeling like you're going around in circles with the same problem? Oh my God, I used to go around in circles with my weight. Every single Monday I was starting again. I'd always lose a few and gain a few. I'd always work out for a few weeks and then stop. Eat healthy for a few hours and then stop. It was an absolute cycle. A cycle. So without further ado, let's get stuck in your roadmap to well-being, avoiding these seven all too common mistakes that I wish I had known earlier. And number one, number one, 
I didn't get to the root cause of why I was unhealthy. I didn't get to the root cause of why I was unhealthy was probably one of the biggest reasons why I stayed overweight and unhealthy with unhealthy action steps for years. I used to treat the symptom of what was wrong with me, which was overeating, overdrinking, massive portion sizes, unhealthy habits. I used to just treat the weight gain. And I never for a second thought that I would get healthier, get healthy by addressing why I was overeating, why I was overweight, why I was drinking too much for years. I mean, it didn't even occur to me. All I wanted to do was lose weight. All I wanted to do was lose weight, eat less. And I spent years trying to find the willpower, not understanding that I was never going to get where I wanted to be without treating the root cause of why I was overeating and not exercising and not taking care of myself. It's really easy for me to see this now in other people and I see it now all the time. It's such a common thing when 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 women, when people are working at getting healthy, they they treat they treat the symptom. They treat, they try to treat the overeating, the overdrinking, the lack of exercise without actually getting to why they're doing what they're doing. There's no empathy for themselves. There's no kindness. It's all about just losing weight, jumping on the scales, losing weight, getting fit. And I really believe if you're listening now and you're struggling, that you're going to keep going around in circles until you figure out why you're eating so much. A real common question I get asked an awful lot on Instagram is how to reduce portion sizes. And I find that question really interesting. And some of you listening in right now might be the very people that have asked me that question on Instagram. And it's really interesting. How do I reduce portion sizes? And if I'm being really honest with you, I'll tell you, you reduce your portion sizes by reducing your portion sizes. And when you hear the question put back to you, it kind of becomes clear that you are overeating and you need to figure out why you're overeating. But the weight loss industry has it so that we think there's quick fixes or this weird kind of secret to reducing your portion sizes. Like, you know, I see a lot on social media about getting small plates and um, different things like that. But that's again just treating the symptom. Oh, I'll eat less if I have a smaller plate. Well, I've never eaten less when I've eaten a smaller plate or it might have worked for a few weeks, but then you can just go and get a bigger plate or you can just go and help yourself to the, in, to the food in the fridge whenever you want. So you really want to stop this cycle of going around in circles by getting really honest with yourself. You're overeating for a reason. You're putting too much food on your plate for a reason. 
You're not exercising for a reason. You're not taking care of yourself for a reason. And willpower isn't going to fix all of those things. However, the weight loss industry wants you to think that if you just blindly would summon up all your willpower and just fight against all your urges and follow this plan that you'll lose weight and they don't care if you'll keep it off. All they care is about you just losing weight immediately when you're in their program and then it doesn't really matter if it hasn't been a lifestyle change or not. You pile it all back on, they don't care. But getting to the root cause of why you're overeating is you unlocking the path to health, to good health for the rest of your life. And I want you to imagine a time where you're fitting really well into your genes, where you're fit and you're healthy and it's second nature. You're not trying to lose weight. You're not trying to drag yourself to your workout. You're not trying to make healthy food choices. You're healthy. And I promise you that is on the other side of getting to the root cause of why you may be unhealthy now. And all the other bullshit out there, the calorie counting, the dieting, the restriction, the macro diet, my fitness pal, I'm not sure I should be naming things, but the the the, the tracking things, I'm sure my fitness pal is great. The 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 putting the, the tracking things online, the writing out your food, all that stuff is deflection. It's, it's ignoring the root cause. It's distraction. You don't need to count your calories. You don't need to obsess about your food. You don't need a smaller plate. You don't need to be told by one more person what to eat. It's my belief that what you need is to get to the root cause of why you're finding it so difficult to be healthy. And when I did that, when I finally, finally got to the root cause of why I was unhealthy and why I struggled to eat normal portion sizes, I lost the three stone, I've kept it off for good and I have, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. Now, right now, in, in the past couple of years, is the is the healthiest I've ever been. You know, the online program, you know, I closed the gym and I moved online in COVID. That brought out all my worst unhealthy habits. I, I couldn't hide from myself anymore. Being a leader, I had to change when the, the gym, when I went from the gym to an online program. I had to address my own unhealthy habits and you know what it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I can lead you now and I can guide you to a path of of really great health where you feel at peace with yourself where you feel healthy and fit and strong okay let's move on number two another all too common mistake that I did on myself for years and that I see you guys do all of the time um, especially to our new members, shout out to your new to my new members who always come onto my program and are still in the cycle of weighing themselves. It's that I weighed myself. I weighed myself from when I was about fifteen 
all the way up to just a few years ago. And when I weighed myself, the problem with that was that my whole life became about my weight and all my action steps throughout the day became about my weight. And not just that, but the weighing scales dictated my action steps. So for example, if the weighing scales didn't tell me what I wanted it to tell me, it might have led me to just walk to the fridge and have like so much food that I wouldn't dream of doing now. But I mean, it sounds crazy now, but I could have like three slices of toast, six slices of cheese, two yogurts, like I'm not even joking, just like binge, just eat, binge, eat. And it was because I saw a number on the scales that I didn't like. The weighing scales, whatever it said, if it said that I was um, losing weight, that I would eat more. Sometimes I would eat more when the weighing scales told me I was losing weight because then I thought I could, which is really weird when you think about it. And the weighing scales Sometimes when it would show me that I had lost weight, it made me want to control my food and eat less. And sometimes I went through phases where I would be so controlled and so restrictive and not eat enough food in the day, all dictated by the weighing scales. You see where I focused, that's where my energy went. And where you focus, that's where your energy will go. Where focus goes, energy flows. If you focus on something, you're going, all your energy is going to go there. So when you focus on your weight on the weighing scales, all your energy is not going to go into your weight. All your energy is going to go into what you weigh. And because your energy is so focused on what you weigh, you're going to be always obsessing about how you look. It's always going to be about your physical appearance. It's always going to be about what the number on the scales say. And all that does is it takes your energy away from your healthy action steps. So rather than addressing the root cause of why you're unhealthy, the root cause of why you just comfort ate for a half an hour straight watching TV, you're just looking at your weight. So it's like you're a horse with blinkers on and you you don't get to reflect and look at your life and your action steps. And let's not forget, we, we become our action steps. If you've got a great morning routine and a great bedtime routine and you exercise and your and your action steps, the action that you take in the day is healthy, you're a healthy person. You might have all your focus on the weighing scales and what you weigh, but that's just masking things. You could still be a really unhealthy person. You might have hit your weight goal on a scales, but you might have a drink problem. You might have an alcohol problem. You might have a comfort eating problem. You might have a disordered eating problem. So you might have a, a lack of self-care problem. You might talk to yourself really badly, but you don't get to think of all these things and look at all these things because you're so focused on the number on the scales being right or wrong. And here we go again, that black or black and white thinking, right and wrong, black and white. And, it, and, it, and it's not as simple as that. So the weighing scales will only get you stuck. And every time you jump on the weighing scales, I want you to imagine yourself with blinkers on. You'll you'll never get to change your mindset. You'll never get to improve your happiness and start to love your body if you're so bloody focused on the scales. And the scales don't work. And I'm not going to just, you know, bore you with with the facts that 
lean muscle mass weighs more than fat and I know I've talked to you so much in these podcast episodes that the weighing scales don't work when it comes to true fat loss. They don't reflect your fat loss. They just reflect your overall weight as a person. So you're measuring the wrong thing anyway. And you know, I was just chatting to a dear client um, on a check-in last week and she was so honest she jumped on the check-in and told us in a group check-in that she has been so consistent with her exercise she's with me six weeks if you're listening in you know who you are I love you so much Um, she's been with me for six weeks she's been exercising consistently three times a week she's been doing her thrive time and she admitted to me and everybody I was so proud of her for honesty that she jumped on the weighing scales the weighing scales didn't show her what she wanted to see so for the first time in six weeks she missed workouts she was really inconsistent and she ate and I think she mentioned that her food wasn't so great because of it um I I think that part and um it was so honest of her and we had a really great chat about exactly what I'm chatting to you about now, that the weighing scales don't work and they just keep you distracted away from real change, from the action steps that are going to bless you with a healthy lifestyle. And it was terrific. And she now t- she told me then that they had gone to the attic, which is great, so... Great. So number two, ditch the weighing scales. They're so pointless. They only hold you back and they'll keep the blinkers on and keep you away from what's actually going on. Um, so number three, um, my next mistake and the one that I see most common is I restricted my food. Um, I restricted my food. So let me just go a little bit deeper here. So I would overeat at the weekends, okay? So when I when I ate unhealthily, like I had sweet stuff or I had alcohol, I went way overboard. I just went mental. And then to make up for that, I would restrict my food big time during the day. I would have very little. Um, I mean, if I went out with you, I used to go out with my best friend all the time and have um, like a salad and I would leave the dressing off and you know, it's so crazy now. We can be so caught up and hung up on our weight and sauces and calories in like a little bit of sauce that might be in your Caesar salad or whatever, but we wouldn't give it a second thought about, I didn't give it a second thought about the 15 glasses of wine or whatever I would have in a night. So when you restrict your food massively to make up for all the overeating you do at nighttime, you again are staying stuck in a cycle that is very difficult to get out of. And the reason it's so difficult to get out of is because you're... The reason it's so difficult to get out of is because you're masking the real problem. You're super focused on your weight. That's all you care about. You have the blinkers on. So you're overeating at nighttime. To make up for it, you're undereating during the daytime. And it's masking the real problem. And you know that. Because what would happen if you actually ate healthy during the day? You had a proper breakfast, you had a proper lunch, and you had a proper dinner. And you didn't address anything else. You just, you, you just ate more in the day. And you still continued on eating all that shite at night. 
you would gain more weight, but you don't want to address that. So it's like this weird kind of avoidance thing. And I'll just bring it back to myself. Like I did that. I prolonged the pain rather than me anything but have to address my overeating, comfort eating, too much alcohol issues, anything to address that. I would undereat so that I didn't have to address it too much because being two stone, three stone overweight is a lot more appealing than being five stone overweight. So be careful of that undereat at day, overeat at night. Not only are you not nourishing yourself, but you're masking the real issue. And if you take away the mask and if you start to eat normal and healthy during the day, then you're, you're massively overeating. And in a way, you start to work in a, in a good way. You start to work on what you need to work on. You don't need to work on, 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 on eating less. You don't need to work on not having that dressing on your salad. You need to work on the fact that you're overeating at nighttime. But focusing on the restriction during the day is putting your focus on an area that doesn't need to be focused on. You need to be focusing on why you're overeating. So again, it's deflection. It's distraction. It's taking you away from the real issue. And what happens when, you, when you're taken away from the real issue? You stay stuck. Stuck in the cycle of your clothes being tight, of you feeling like shit, of you having rock bottom confidence, of you feeling sweaty and uncomfortable and sitting in your sweat because you know you're really unhealthy and you feel like shit. You feel like absolute shit when you look in the mirror. Oh, that feeling. And you can escape that feeling if, you, if you're honest with yourself, if you're straight with yourself and you look and address the right problems, the real problems. So I just want to check I've everything covered here. Um, I've written notes down. It's my favorite way to prepare for a podcast episode. Is to, I love to go to a cafe, grab a cup of coffee and write it all my notes. I'm sorry if you can hear the pages turning. Um, so that's number three. So number four, my, my, my biggest mistake I made and what I see other people making is I did high impact workouts. I did stressful, stressy workouts for years. And I thought that's what you had to do. I thought that's what you had to do. And now with hindsight, isn't hindsight so good? I realised I was running away from my problems. That stressy, high impact, running, jumping, high impact stuff was me running away from myself. It was me not knowing how to be gentle with myself. It was me not understanding how to be kind, how to be gentle how to be gentle, how to be gentle and kind with myself. I didn't know that I could do low impact workouts, slow and steady workouts, workouts at my own pace that would get me really fit and healthy, that would increase my bone density, give me a high lean muscle mass, get fit, get healthy. The high impact workouts that I used to do on myself was just another way for me to be hard and cruel on myself. And, you know, I used to do those events like the Gale Force and Sea to Summit where you'd run and um, uh, cycle and 
the, the beginners one, you know, the beginners one, they, they would be a few hours long. And then somebody very dear to me now told me that for some people, they're drawn to those events because they relive trauma. So let me try and explain this. So for any of you are listening in that have done like 10Ks or half marathons and find them really grueling and really hard and you don't know why you're drawn to them. This was me, by the way. It's you reliving that kind of traumatic feeling that you've experienced in your past. When I heard that, I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. And the funny thing is, in my healing journey, since I've healed and become more peaceful and calm, I don't want to do those events ever ever again. No gale force, no 10k. I wouldn't even do a 5k. I wouldn't even do a 1k race. Racing in any shape or form, even non-competitive racing where you just get a medal at the end, has absolutely, I won't go near them again. Because that was me. I was doing this weird form of torture on myself to connect back with some weird kind of trauma feeling. So never again. And it's the same. It was the same for me with that high impact stuff, that kind of being hard on yourself, running away from yourself, thinking things have to be super tough, thinking workouts have to be super tough. They don't. They don't. And in my Thrive Coaching program, they're slow. They're steady. We do low impact. We go at our own pace. When we're tired, we go slow. When we're tired, we lift lighter. When we do, when we're tired, we do the plank on our knees instead of our toes. And there's such a lovely, really holistic, beautiful, gentle kind approach to that way. And you get brilliant results too. Um, I want to just go back to number one. Getting to the root cause of the problem and... I want to just mention what my root causes, what my problems were, why I was really unhealthy. Um, I was stressed out. I was anxious. I had no boundaries. I spoke very badly to myself. I was very sad. I was very tired. I was doing too much. I had no support in my life. I love Joe, my husband. He's so amazing, but there's only so much support a husband can give when you're both super busy. And I had no fun in my life. And you know, the boundaries thing is huge for for many of you. It was huge for me. And I've done an episode on this before, how COVID really brought out the worst in my work-life boundaries and really showed me how I just did, I, I had no boundaries. And the only example, one of the examples I want to give to you is this, and I'm a little bit embarrassed saying this, but I remember one time, not so long ago, but it was, it was a catalyst for change for me. I was, I lit candles. I, I wanted to have a bath. I had a long day, really busy day, and I wanted to have a bath. So I lit some candles. I got lovely clean pajamas ready to go for after my bath, lovely fresh towel, lit candles, got a magazine, and I prepared to relax after having spent a day with no boundaries. And I got into the bath And I had my phone with me because I think I was going to put on music or something. And 
somebody was messaging me about something, you know, not working technology wise with the with my program. And I and I sat in the bath and was messaging them back and forth on WhatsApp about them sorting out their technology. Uh, I was about half seven on a Friday night. I'll never forget it. And there was me in the bath with my candles on a Friday night messaging work about the problem they were having with the technology in their house. And, you know, my lovely, amazing clients listening in, how much I love, 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 love you guys so much. And I showed no love for myself that night. I had worked all day and I took the evening off, of course, obviously, and I showed no love for myself. Totally my fault. No boundaries up. If you have no boundaries up, it is the only fault is your own. It was my fault I had no boundaries up. My client, that's not her fault that she's messaging me at that time when I made myself completely available 24-7. It's not my family's fault or anybody's fault but my own that I had no boundaries. If I am going to tell people to message me anytime, people are going to message me at any time because people are busy and they're not going to overthink about when they're messaging you. It's up to you. It's up to me to have boundaries. And I I feel very compassionate now about that person sitting in the bath, having worked all day on WhatsApp, which I I don't use anymore. And that was a big catalyst for change for me because I kind of had an outer body experience and I saw the craziness of it. And um, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you because it can be difficult to see your own lack of boundaries. I feel sometimes when you hear somebody else's, you go, oh my God. And then, but then you kind of realize, Jesus, I kind of do that. I just haven't really voiced it. I mean, if you're sitting on the couch at night, checking your emails, your work emails, there's no boundaries there. If you wake up in the morning and you, you've got work in bed, it's it's you're checking work in the morning. You have no boundaries there. If you're sitting in the toilet or sitting in a bath emailing people, you've no boundaries. But it's difficult to, to, to see it when, when it's our own stuff because we think, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to do this now. That doesn't really count because it's just actually easier for me to get it done now. No, you've no boundaries up. Um, okay, so back to number... Um, Number five. Okay, so my biggest common most my biggest mistake that I made, number five, is that I focused on the exercise and the food. I focused only on the exercise and the food. And the biggest problem that was is that it kept me in a in stuck in a mindset that health was exercise and healthy eating and that's all health was and that if you weren't exercising and you weren't healthy eating you're unhealthy and if you were exercising and you were being healthier with your food then you were healthy which now I know that that's not true at all health is so much more things than just exercising and healthy eating and if you're stuck in a cycle of thinking just because you're working out and your food is better or you're restrictive or you're obsessing with your food that you're being healthy that again you're 
you're you're not getting to the root cause of the problem and there's real potential there for you to go around in circles again because the second you're not exercising and you're not focused on your food you're back to square one because nothing's changed you haven't looked at other areas of your health um so you don't get to to pr- truly change you're you're kind of exercising temporarily you're 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 focused on your food temporarily it becomes this kind of temporary thing health is so much more in 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 my thrive coaching program we work on so much more your bedtime routine your morning routine your mental health action steps your boundaries oh your boundaries your self-care action steps your mindset all the the different mindsets that we need to overcome to truly change negative self-talk all or nothing mindset perfectionist tendencies uh, catastrophizing mindset black and white thinking all or nothing all these mindsets that sometimes we're not aware of them because we're so focused on what did I eat today and did I get my workout in? And my clients know now listening to this that you might have a week where you didn't exercise and your food wasn't that great. However, you might and do your Friday wins and realise you've actually had a really great week and it might be a week where exercise and your food might have been that great but you might have done loads of thrive times and had a massive breakthrough in your mindset or this week may have been the week where you started to really recognize that you speak badly to yourself and you're in this lovely observational change and you're 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 becoming aware of how you speak to yourself which is huge when you start to become aware of your mindset that's a ama- an amazing step or you may have drank loads of water and had a cracking bedtime and morning routine or you may have journaled loads so there's there's just so many different parts of being healthy but when you're stuck in the did I get my workouts in did what did I eat today again it's it's just keeping you the same it's keeping you stuck and in my thrive coaching program you know we address all of that and you can go to jessicacook.ie forward slash coaching at the time of recording this enrollment is open it's closing Monday midnight for the September um, but you can go to jessicacook.ie forward slash coaching and if there's a space the link will work um, number six doing it alone doing it alone the problem with me having done it alone was that it took me so long and I was so lonely and I had to figure things out the long and hard way And I had no idea that others felt the same as me. And you know, one of the most relaxing thing about being in a tribe in my coaching group is that you realize a lot of your problems aren't unique and that you're not very unique. And when I realized that my problems weren't unique and that I wasn't particularly unique, I I found that one of the most relaxing things one of the most stressful things for me was that I thought I was alone and I thought nobody else felt this way my problems were unique and I was just wired this way and I was just so super unique and there there comes a really lovely relaxation there comes a lovely sense of peace when you realize 
that a lot of us women over 40 are facing the same challenges, the same mindset struggles, the same battles, the same insecurities and the same problems and issues. And that can be one of the most relaxing thoughts ever. And when you are part of a community, when you're part of a tribe of women who are who are genuinely supportive and aren't clicky, um, who are genuinely supportive and are rooting for you, there's a real sense of honesty when you meet your right tribe. You're much more open. And when you're open, the women around you in your tribe are more open. And when you start to have this really honest conversation, like in our members group, it's it's really empowering and it spurs you on and it motivates you and it's absolutely terrific. So don't struggle alone. There are options for you out there. There's people that are like you too, that have similar values and similar beliefs. And even if you think you're the biggest introvert and you really struggle with connection, you you'll you can find a tribe of women that also struggle with connection that are big introverts too. Um, and then you'll feel part of something, which is a really wonderful, wonderful experience. Okay, my last um, thing, my last common mistake, embrace the struggle. For years and years and years, I thought that when I struggled, it meant I was failing. And now I know that's not true. And I see it the whole time with people who fall off track. And because they fall off track, they think they have failed. When in fact, the struggle is the journey. If you are struggling with something, it's because it's not familiar to you. If you're unhealthy and you want to become healthy, There's no way you're going to be able to click your fingers and find the transition from being unhealthy to healthy easy. But that's what a lot of us expect. And can I ask you now, do you ever start a fitness program or a program and you're really excited and you go great for the first few weeks and then you stop and then you think, oh, here I go again. Well, that's you not embracing the struggle. That's you finding the struggle and thinking, oh, here I go again, I'm struggling, so therefore I must quit. But the struggle is the route to success. There is no other way to success. The only times I don't feel struggle is when I'm sitting on the couch, having a hot chocolate, watching Netflix. And there's no growth in that. And it's really important, obviously, to do those things. But what I'm just trying to say is, you're not going to feel any struggle when you're not striving to be healthy. So I think sometimes what people do, what I've done, is you associate not struggling with success and you associate struggling with failure. But the struggle is the path to success. If you're listening to this now, if you're trying to be fit and healthy, if you're struggling to show up to your workouts, if you're struggling to be healthy, you're on the right path. If you're not feeling the struggle, you're either healthy, you're there, or you're not trying. So commit to the goal. Commit. I will be healthy. But take off the time pressure 
and the stress and the negative self-talk and the self-loathing and the self-hatred and stop telling yourself you're too unfit. Stop telling yourself that you can't do this, that you find it tough. Just stop and be kind to yourself and compassionate to yourself and say, I'm finding this difficult because it's difficult. When you are focusing on being healthy and you're unhealthy, your unhealthy habits are going to clash with your new healthy habits. And it's that clash that you're feeling. Embrace it. It's part of the journey. It's not a sign that you're failing. It's a sign that you're on the right path, my dear friend. I know I can help you. I know if you're listening to this and you're unhealthy, you're shackled to maybe an unhealthy habit like overeating or comfort eating or drinking too much alcohol or you're not moving, your lack of movement and you're feeling like shit. I want you to know that I felt like shit for years. I've been so unhealthy for years and there's been years where I've hidden my unhealthiness from myself even and then there's been years where I've just been downright unhealthy and then I struggled and struggled and struggled until I overcame my unhealthiness and now I'm 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 healthy in the everything in moderation sense which is something I thought that didn't exist like unicorns the people that said they ate in moderation were liars <laughs> um You can change. You can change if you change your approach. What got you here, where you are now, isn't going to get you where you want to be. And when you accept that and you embrace the struggle, you change, dear friend. Thanks for listening. Um... Enrollment is closing soon. You can go to jessicacook.ie forward slash coaching. If enrollment is closed, you'll just be taken to a wait list. So um, either way, you'll know jessicacook.ie forward slash coaching if you want to join my 12 week Thrive Coaching program. Thank you so much for listening. I know you could be anywhere else but here. Thanks for taking me with you on your walks and all the places you go to and in the car. I appreciate you so much. Um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. Thank you for all the support. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the podcast downloads. Thank you for sharing it with a friend. I appreciate you so much. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Have a lovely day and all my love.